Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Foster. You are watching Going In Raw. You like that? What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. And you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, Brando, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. Now Larson's gone, everybody. Oh, no. oh he's here. Tricked you all. I'm still here. Wow. I was uh, I was shocked. I thought we were just going to take yesterday off because I was on vacation. But then somebody went rogue on me, decided to hire some weird luchador to come sit and burn farts into my seat. Luchando, man. I like Luchando. Yeah, we're huge fans of Luchando. Well, hold on. Hold on a second. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, push for Luchando, yes or no? Yeah or nay? No, um, push, of course not. Push him off what? Push, exactly. <laughs> off the ring apron, maybe? Yeah. Or a cliff. Yeah. Either one. Anyways, well done yesterday. I'll say, uh, thanks again to Luchando for filling in. He did a yes. great job. No, he did a fantastic job. I have not watched the whole show, but what I did watch, I thought it was fantastic. And I, the thing that I'm happy about with Luchando is that this just means more days off you and I can take. Yeah, I know. Because if you want to go on vacation, you're out of here, and he's sitting right here. Exactly. So, uh, no, all in all, it was very very cool of him to come in here and fill in for Steve here. Uh, And uh, and so that was really great. You did a good job uh, keeping him in line, which I know can't be easy. Well, the hardest part is, is, I I mean... I do talking on show, but I don't do a lot. I mean, I don't do the majority of the talking. I ramble and ramble and ramble. And, uh, uh, I found it very early on. I said as much during the show. I was like, wow, that's hard to fill up a half an hour worth of, 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 of podcast. Yeah. Doing most of the talking. At least you had a mouth next to you who could say things, who could say words. When you were gone, I did it solo. That's why no, now I'm like, oh man, I'm all in on Luchando. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna because then I can still ramble, but then I get those couple minutes off mm-hmm. where he's just, eh, you know. Yeah. So now, all in all, a good. I thought it was a fantastic uh, a trial run for Luchando and going in raw. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, very very fun. Anyways, um, 
Yeah, so that's great. And then we're also oh, and also the response to um oh yeah, our our video, our short film, the first episode of Friendo Road. Yeah, six pounds of H. Yes, being defended at the Colonial Theater July seventh here in Sacramento, the historic Colonial Theater. How long has the Colonial been up? A while, probably a while. Yeah, and uh, I loved I reaction. Colonial Theater, huh? Big time. Uh, the age title will be put on the line. Yes. Adam Mayhem. My guy. Garbage. Against Joey Ryan, man. That's my guy. That's the dude right there. You know, related. I think. I don't know. I saw him at a family reunion. Well, you guys saw the video. Anyways, that's a lot of fun. So that should be really fun. We're going to be there. I'm not sure exactly if we're going to take part. I don't know what the situation is going to be. Maybe we'll introduce it. Yeah, I don't and know. present uh, present the belt to the winner. Yeah, that could oh that could be. Yeah, I like that even better. I yeah. like that even no, better. No, I, I, yeah, I think just I think we don't ideal. introduce it. No, well maybe we do. Is like here's here's H title. Yeah, here. Yeah, winner gets it. Are we gonna wear suits? No, no, really? No, I'm gonna wear shorts and flip flops like I did last time. Well, I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna yeah. I'll, I'll be presentable. I'll wear jeans. Oh, okay, right on. Can we wear matching flannels? We don't have matching flannels. We each have flannels, but we have a not lot matching. of time between now and July seventh. All right. Well, it's going to be hot. I don't want to wear flannels. It's going to be warm. Can we get high beforehand? No. <laughs> Please? No. No? No. It's yeah. a professional environment, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyways, uh, yeah, welcome to Going In Raw, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we're available right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. That sub, that sub count is still crashing. Yeah, what's the deal with that? So be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little notify bell next to it. We're also available at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh, Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It says so right here. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of friendos tuning in right now, enjoying us. Uh, banter, I guess, in the pre-show and the post-show. Uh, we also have the Friendo Care Package. $20 one time gets you this comic book, stickers, a poster, and a postcard. We've got, I put in the order today. I'm not going to spoil what it is. Put in the order today. We're putting together the second Friendo care package, um, and it's going to be available at our brand new merch store. I have. I, I want to ask you this. I'm going to ask you this on air. Oh, cool! I like. Let's reserve the name Friendo care package for the Patreon stuff. Let's think of a different name for this other thing. Well, I was thinking this because we can hash this out on air. I don't care because I'm not married to anything. Like the Friendo provision pack. Um, I like that even less. But oh, man, just literally just thought of I that. thought Didn't each think about Friendo it. care package could have a theme. All right. It'd be Friendo care package, but like, you know, whatever. Like if we ever did a Slayest version. Yeah. Like the Slayest Friendo care package. All right. This, the, for this one here that you can get on the Patreon, that's the Patreon exclusive. That's, the, o- that's OG. the legacy. Legacy. There you see, legacy. So I, it's up to I don't care. If, if, you, if you have a, a more solid idea. I did have a better name option. Like I was laying in bed a few, uh, a few days ago, and I thought of a good name option, then I promptly forgot it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll hash my, it out. In my semi-dream state, I thought of a great name, and then. We'll, we'll figure it out. But at the new merch store, we're going to be selling uh, whatever this new thing is that you're thinking of uh, that, that I refer to as Friendo Care Packages. And then also prints. We're going to make some of the, the, uh, the, the T-shirt designs available as signed prints. Um, some stickers, all sorts of good stuff. So that should be a lot of fun. And another way for us Tommy to make Cat money. Tommy says, Friendo Crate. Friendo Crate. I'm not, you know, Crate has such a weird kind of box. Friendo Box. Friendo Box. It doesn't really come in a box, though, does it? <laughs> no, Friendo Envelope. 
Thayer Thabata wants uh, everybody to know uh, the Friendoverse, the, the closed Facebook group, is currently running a raffle for an all-in ticket. Um, the You have to not have a ticket first. I'm not sure how they're going to regulate that one. <laughs> However, if you want a ticket to all-in, you have to not have a ticket already. Try to join that Facebook. It's just go to Facebook and search Friendoverse, and then you know you get into the group. And then, uh, and then do something, and then get, ask ask for Thayer Thabata. I'm sure all the. I details. think it's in the announcements. Yeah, and there's a detail. I'm sure there's details in the Friendo verse Facebook group. I'm wearing a, a shirt from Pro Wrestling. Tees. I am too, just not our store. This one is from our store. So we're gonna keep the Pro Wrestling T store. Yeah. Um, but then also like this, the merchandise store is gonna be like for other exclusive stuff. Yeah. Like exclusive shirts, because like sometimes like look as much as I, I love Pro Wrestling. Yeah, tees, they're great. Um, like the shirt that, that I'm thinking of doing that I just put the order in for, mm-hmm. it's a, it's silk screen. Yeah. So it's not like the, you know, the flatter, it's like pops. Yeah. 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 It's like the Patreon shirt that we yeah. do. It pops. Yeah. So it should be cool. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> friend Oh, that's good. <laughs> Get a friend. Friendo companion cube. I like that. That's good. Anyways. Uh, we should probably talk about raw, but do we have to, dude, I do not want to. It was look, maybe, maybe it was this. I drove three hours yesterday. It was actually a fairly pleasant drive. I felt like I was in a good mood. Oh, what what uh what route did you take back from? You came back from San Jose, right, or from Monterey? From Monterey. What what, uh, what route did you take? Shit, I don't know. What was did you go the one did, to the the one to the six eighty? Oh, to all, right, the, all right, all right, uh, whatever. Did the, you go through? Did you go through Salinas, or did you go more up the coast a little bit? No, I went up through Salinas. Okay, I think. Pretty sure I went through Salinas. So yeah. you just went east from the peninsula up through. Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. curious. I like to stay away from the coast. I did the piece. I did the PCH, and I forget which stretch it is going south. Um, but there's a stretch where it is treacherous. Oh yeah. It's where it's only two lanes. That's most of it. And well, yeah, but then there's like a stretch that's like you're. If you on. go south of of the Monterey Peninsula, yeah. Like oh, the worst. One time, uh, my wife and I drove up the coast. From uh, like Morro Bay area mm-hmm. up to Big Sur, yeah. And once you get up to the mountains by Big Sur, oh my gosh, yeah, right. It's steep, it's windy, all sorts of switchbacks getting up the mountains. Yeah, that's treacherous. I did, um, and it's all Tulane. I did. God, I want to say it was probably sacked to L.A. Um, and then we stopped off. This was ages ago. Stopped off like midway. I forget. It was a little beach beach town ages ago. And there was one stretch of the PCH that was absolutely terrifying. And then I looked up on like Yahoo. Um, I, ha- I just happened to like come across one of those like clickbaity articles. It was like the most treacherous highways in the world. And granted, it wasn't like number one, but because you know number one is like you know a little tiny stretch of bridge, and then it just falls off like two hundred feet. Yeah. Um, but it was on there, and like yeah, it's bad. Like there's like a little railing, but like you're it's yeah. all like oh yeah. But we didn't do that. There was none of that, so yeah, I didn't yeah, have yeah. to deal with that. You that might have been good. that might have been the, the part by Big Sur then. Cause it could be. That could be. Was it mostly uphill? Or downhill, depending oh, on which way you were going. It, probably. It I remember it being really bad. Talk about really bad. Let's talk about Raw last night. Was it really bad? Like, in a nutshell, I feel like it was terrible, except for I didn't, you know what? a couple Here's the things. Thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you told me it wasn't good before I really oh, started getting into it. expectations were low. So my expectations were super low. So I don't know if it was necessarily bad, but it was definitely weird. It was an off night. Yeah, there were weird things going on. There was a lot on. of weird going on. Number one weird was, hey. And this should have been more entertaining than I feel like it was. Baron Corbett is constable. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. 
I don't know. I don't know what to think well, about why, that. Of all the people Stephanie would appoint as constable, why is it Baron Corbin? The lone wolf is now a constable. But he's already like acting like he has you know near absolute authority. I know. Like that's con- not the definition of a constable. A, con- a constable. Yeah, I mean, a, a sheriff basically is kind of. But to... I think he, a constable has even less authority than a sheriff. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're supposed to sort of just keep things in order. Yeah. Like you know, it was o- like a hall monitor. <laughs> Odo from Deep Space Nine was essentially a hall monitor. Yeah. 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 He would just be always like getting on Quark. He would just say, "Don't fight." Don't fight. Yeah, and then if they try to fight, he'd go... Like, his hands would do all the weird shit. Yeah. But anyway... But he couldn't arrest anybody, right? Yeah, no, he arrested people. Oh, okay. He was like he was kind of like a town sheriff, basically. Oh, all right. I don't know. What you could look up what the difference is. My understanding is. of constable is that they don't have that much authority. My, my, I guess my main thing was this. My main problem with Raw was this. We're a couple weeks out. I, think, I, I have felt, personally, that the build to Money in the Bank has been decent. I think it's been okay. I think the qualifiers have been good. Yeah. We've had some good matches. Yeah. I, Roman Reigns wasn't on TV last week. The, here's, here's my thing. Money in the bank, the build has been good, I think, because Roman Reigns is dealing with Jinder Mahal. So that's a non-factor. So regardless of what happens, we're going to get, like, something maybe kind of cool happening maybe. at Money in the Bank in terms of who's going to win he, this Here's thing. been my issue with the booking, specifically on Raw for Money in the Bank. It's like Kevin Owens has just been doing weird stuff. Without a whole lot of motivation. Yeah. Last week, he interfered in the Braun and Finn Balor match, seemingly with zero motivation. Yeah. Um, the finish to the match on Raw, again, seemed weird. Mm-hmm. Like, he had the upper hand. Yeah. Why would he just then uh, allow himself to get disqualified? I know. I know. That, that, no, the finish last night to the main event was terrible. That was absolutely terrible. And then, dude... Why did they give us the coup de gras off the ladder when they could have saved that for Money in the Bank? Because he's not winning Money in the Bank. Yeah, I know. I he's know. Not winning. He's not winning. Who else pulled the, the briefcase off already? Samoa Joe. He's not winning. Uh, did Braun do it? No. I don't think he did. But Samoa Joe did on SmackDown last week. He's yeah, not winning. He's not winning. Everybody that's getting their moment with the briefcase prior to Money in the Bank is not getting a moment with the briefcase at Money in the Bank. Is it possible that Rude's going to pull it down and turn heel? Maybe. Would it be worth it? Yeah. That'd be worth it. That'd be worth it. Yeah. I don't think it'd be rude, though. It'd no. be weird if it was rude. But holy crap, how about that? That I will say that. That match last night was fun. Oh, yeah. That was a lot Ron of fun. Ron Sturman's been putting on a lot of fun matches lately. Bobby Roode was having a lot of fun with it, too. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. with one the, lot, yes. the latter yes. spot there. Yes. Anyway, the show opened up with Elias. He came out uh, to cut a promo. Um, you have here, he rips a sweet solo. Was that like in the first two minutes? Because I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He okay. comes out. You know, uh, JoJo introduces him. Um, he says a couple things and he rips off, uh, 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 you know, pretty much he has a standard solo where he plays a chord and then does a no, little don't noodling. Try, don't, don't try to downplay his abilities, man. He's really good. He's a, he's a decent guitar player. He's really good. I think we haven't even seen, he ha- we haven't even scratched the surface. I get the feeling that we haven't scratched the surface with how good he is. I don't know about that. Dang good. Anyways, he rips off a sweet solo. He does some singing uh, there in Houston. Yeah. So, of course, he talks crap. He About says, the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sings like an ode to Seth Rollins while uh, uh, video footage plays of him destroying guitar over Seth Rollins' back yeah, last week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that, of course, he is interrupted by mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. He comes down to the ring. Um, he gets a chair out from under the ring, um, walks in. They kind of uh, circle each other for a while. Yeah. And then Seth uses the chair to knock the guitar out of Elias's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Jinder Mahal comes to the ring, attacks Seth, yeah. Elias, and Jinder 
um, double team and attacking Seth. Yeah. Roman Reigns comes out and makes the save. Crowd starts booing. Yeah. And like, oh, we shock. thought we were going to get another Raw without him. What a shock. Kurt Angle comes out and says, no, we're going to have ourselves a tag match. I know. It's the I, most predictable crap. It really, Dude, This was, it's reminiscent of like, you know, when SmackDown used to just get Teddy Long coming out there saying, oh, tag match now. Again, with this trying to get Roman over with Seth nonsense. Um, they tried that with Dean, didn't work. Yeah. So we, uh, we get that uh, tag match. And I noticed that David Otunga is on commentary. I yeah, found out this took, morning yeah. that a uh, coachman was doing, he had an obligation with the Golf Channel or something like that. Oh, again. But they're in Booker T's hometown. Maybe Booker T had a prior obligation. Is he still running for mayor? I think. Is that still a thing? Maybe he had some, maybe he had to do it's something. It's entirely possible. But I've when you're my... in Houston and there's a commentary seat open and you don't fill it with Booker T, it's a disappointment. Oh, I know. I agree. That's why I think whatever he had was like rock solid. Oh, it must there is no way he would have like missed out on doing, or maybe he doesn't care. I don't know, but I think he definitely would have been there. Yeah, a lot of constituents, yes. a lot of potential constituents yes. there in the crowd. What Houston's what the third or fourth largest city in uh, in America? Must be fourth, fourth because it's New York, L.A., Chicago, then Houston. Yeah, I think sounds right. Anyways, next up, we had. Uh, oh, we should say that uh, Elias. Again, a, cha- a chair got involved in the match. Yeah. Um, uh, Seth brought it in, um, I think. And, and then well, Elias. Yeah. No, he did, yeah. And on top of that, on top of all that, like, you know, we did the thing again where uh, uh, one of the Singh brothers, Sunil Singh, gets, you know, gets up on the thing. I, I don't know. It's a small thing. And I know it's a time on our tradition in wrestling for wrestlers to have tunnel vision. But, man, the, oh, yeah. the level of him not paying attention to his opponent, it's just it, – it's – it's beyond the it's realm pretty of possibility. Massive. I know, dude. I know. I, I can't stand when they do that. They've been doing that more often lately. It bugs me. Or maybe I've just been noticing it more often lately. I don't know. Um, but anyways, uh, because of all that, I mean, it, here, I think here's the thing that bugs me, dude. Here's the thing that bugs me. Elias and Jinder Mahal, as far as I know, haven't really tagged together before. Like, I forget what I happened last week. I know, week, No, they, they, they. Two members of the Shield, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, Right. And while Dean had the U.S. title, the other two were tag champions. Were actual tag champions. They were tagging together. Yes. Right? Yes. Why is it they couldn't get on the same page to beat these two guys? That doesn't make any sense. Roman's checked out, man. Shooter kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Why? That doesn't make any sense. I know. I know. Why, why were Jinder and Elias working as a more cohesive unit than former tag champions? Right. I understand. Exactly. Because in the end, Elias hits the hits a DDT on Seth onto the chair. Hell of a sell too. Yeah, and that drift away sell job. Yeah, man, we need to get we need to find a way to get Seth over to New Japan. Heck I just yes. want to see one match. Oh heck yes! Just want to see see what he could do over Seth there. Seth versus Kenny Omega. <sighs> Somebody mentioned in our comments that whenever we do this, and it might be me because I do this a lot, they can hear it through the microphone. Oh yeah, and it like hits the ears. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to pound less. We should get some of those arms. Yeah, we those should arms. I think they're pretty cheap. Anyways. We should get some good ones, though. Um, okay. They're probably more expensive. The ones yeah. like the springs in them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. Find some good ones, and we'll take a look. All right. Anyways, uh, what that new merchandise money we're going to be making. Yeah. We should uh, get a new camera, not camera, but a new camera to shoot our, 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 our short films. Oh, now. we need a new DSLR. Yeah. But then we could probably play. What if we do, like, a DSLR for this, too? Okay. We can do whatever what we, we want. What do we do man. with this camera, then? Oh, it's our field camera. Oh, all right. Two-camera setup. Get a third guy in here. Get oh, yeah. Luchando back in here. Yeah. To be like close-ups. Be like 10 for the win live. Hey, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, uh, next up, 
I like. I actually like this segment. This segment. Yeah, was the okay. premise of it was actually pretty funny. Yeah, it was. Kurt Hawkins, uh, and it comes down and he has a pl- a whole giant platter of tacos. Well, the table with several platters of tacos. Yeah, not nearly enough, however, to fill an arena. But that's what he says he's going to do. That if, when he wins, um, his match. Not lose it. Because he's at 0 and 199. This would be his 200th loss in a row if he were to lose. We said not tonight. Um, And when he wins, he's going to give everyone in the arena tacos. Right. And he chose, uh, he handpicked an opponent. Yes. A diminutive fella. By the name of James James Harden. Yes. Who, of course, is a member, the real James Harden. The member, yeah. Of the Houston Rockets. Yeah. Probably the NBA's MVP this year. Shouldn't be, but probably will be. Probably will be. Yeah. Um, And not only that. Uh, this James Harden mm-hmm. was from Houston. Yeah. So the crowd's in a position. Are, are they going to cheer for the hometown guy who's named James Harden? Right. Or are they going to cheer for tacos? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what one, Steve? Oh, tacos. Tacos. Of course. Tacos trumps everything, pretty much. Um, it was all for naught, though. Kurt Hawkins was dominating James Harden yes. as he would because this guy's small. And, uh, oh, again, by the way, I just want to point this out. Kurt Hawkins is so good on the damn mic. Yeah, he is. He's so and I'm so disappointed with how this ended up turning out because I thought it was going to go one way. Baron Corbin comes down, and uh, he's got this smile on his face. Yeah, smirk. He, the smirk. Thank you. He comes in. He doles out an end of days to James Harden, which of course gets Kurt Hawkins disqualified. He eats his 200th loss. Baron Corbin goes back over to the tacos. Kurt Hawkins tries to interfere. Baron Corbin puts him through the thing of tacos, right? The taco the, platter and then yeah. dumps the, the table of tacos. He dumps the play yeah, onto right. Kurt yeah. Hawkins, yes. And so everybody's booing. He's he's belly chuckling. He's yeah. like belly laughing, which was he thinks my it's funny part. that he denies an entire arena tacos. Right, exactly. Which was kind of funny. However, my problem with it is this really should have led to Baron Corbin being the guy that Kurt Hawkins gets to pin for his first win. Roll up. That should have been a feud that we got to see. Maybe we still will see it. I doubt it. But I doubt it because that led to what happened later on with uh, Baron Corbin. And we'll get to that in a moment. Before that, we had Natalia backstage learning from Ronda Rousey how properly to throw a punch. Ronda Rousey does have some very fast punches. Mm-hmm. Like when she was doing the thing, it was mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah, fast hands. Fast hands. Next uh, up. Yes, next. Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin backstage where Baron Corbin reads from a letter from Stephanie McMahon. Um, apparently, Stephanie has decided to name Baron Corbin the Constable of Raw hey. to be kind of her proxy Yeah. Um, when she is not in the arena to oversee Kurt Angle's uh, actions as general manager. But a constable, so all I know about const- uh, uh, constables is what I know from Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Because Odo... Of course, the shapeshifter was a constable. Here's, so why don't you go here, ahead? And here is the, the, the definition of uh, constable. Of constable, courtesy of, I'll do dictionary.com. There you go. Um, an officer of the peace having police and minor judicial functions, usually in a small town or rural district. Um, there's also, a, I guess, so it's chiefly British. So do they call police officers constables? And, and constable. Yeah, there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, Bobby's. Uh, on Twitter, I noticed that. I think they were called Bobbies. Um, on Twitter, I think they're, yeah, constables also. So, constable. those are the, the, I mean, like the primary one, I guess, would be constable an officer of the peace. peace. Yeah. Having police. But then there's this other one, um, just from Google, a 
peace officer with limited policing authority, typically in a small town. Yeah, but then also number two, the governor of a royal castle. I don't think that's the role I don't think that, that really fits. No. But it's kind of like that's outside of his definition of what he says Stephanie wants in that letter because she wants somebody who's going to represent her interests, a proxy. Yes. Uh, what he's talking about is something completely different. A constable isn't somebody who's in the eyes of ears of a broader authority no, figure. No, no, they're peacekeepers. They're peacekeepers, exactly. Which isn't his MO anyways. Right. He wants to do the opposite of that. He wants to cause chaos and pain for his own uh, enjoyment. Yeah, well, he's a corrupt constable. Yeah. So we know that off the bat. But anyways, I don't know. <laughs> I thought it should have been funnier than it was. I was just kind of, I don't know. At first, I think I was just really disappointed when he showed up to see Kurt Angle. I was just really disappointed. Number one, this you know this means we're going to get at least six months of Baron Corbin as constable. It's oh, just going to yeah. be endless him being know, annoying on Raw. Messing with people and being annoying. It's going to be so long. I did, it, li- I did like, be I did like it. I felt like he uh, slipped into a shoot voice <laughs> while reading the letter. He really didn't do this stuff. Right. He just talked in his normal voice. He was just talking in his normal voice. Yeah. Man. By order of Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. I'm now constable. I'm constable. Yeah. Hey, and I, I totally meant. So I think I figured out Rich Hardesty uh, sent me my favorite. Oh, the the Odo Photoshop. I asked somebody. I I asked all the friendos last night. I saw to that. send me either a Photoshop or preferably a drawing of uh, Corbin as Odo, um, and uh, Rich Hardesty sent a really good one. Um, because you know why. Because he he didn't put his whole head on there. He just took his face and he swapped out. Oh, so yes. he's got hair. Look at that. Yeah, I know. That's great right there. That's so awesome. I'm going to I'm gonna print this out when I get home and put it up on the wall. I'm going to have any ink in the printer here. Oh, no. I know. Uh, next, we had Natalia versus Nia Jax. Ronda mm. Rousey joined the commentary team yeah. for the match. Um, during the match, uh, 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 Nia had the upper hand for most of it. Uh, Natalia turned the tables. She did that move where she runs and kind of runs atop of her opponent mm-hmm, yeah. while they're in a seated position. Yeah. And while she was uh, coming off the ropes, she tweaked her knee. I'm going to yeah. tell you this. I'm really tired of these injury angles that aren't uh, motivated by moves. Hey, we had two of them last night. I know. And they use it way too often. There's I know. times when people will jump off the top rope and tweak their knee or yeah. jump off the apron and tweak their knee. In this yeah. case, just running, tweak their knee. Yeah. I'm tired of it. If you want to establish an injury... Work it into the story you're telling in the match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with like you. Like if completely. Nia was working over the limb. Work the leg. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That is fine. That's storytelling. This is just like a fluky thing that you use to 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 explain a loss. Now, after that, so uh, uh, Nia Jax got the win with the Samoan drop. Um, you know, but because she's still kind of towing the line, she, she, she sort of heals up when it comes to Ronda Rousey. But overall, she's still Nia Jax. She's mm-hmm. still like a decent human being, I guess, mm-hmm. because she was showing concern for Natalia. Mm-hmm. Of course, Natalia's close to Ronda Rousey. She was in commentary. She comes down to check on Natalia, and they start kind of beefing a little bit over who gets to check on Natalia. Yeah, who's the better friend? Right. Um, I personally liked, like, you know, you and I talked about it pretty extensively last week. You were so-so on it. I actually kind of like what we saw last week from this. Wasn't huge on this because of that. it was just cheesy. Like, Nia Jax, just go away. You don't have to be there. Like, you're hovering. You're mm-hmm. lingering. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't Nia's fault that Natalia got hurt. Right. It was just a weird thing. She was just trying to one-ups, one-up Ronda Rousey. Because later on, backstage, I'll skip ahead to this, uh, Natalia's got some ice on her knee. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronda's uh, uh, 
you know, hanging out with her, making sure she's okay. Yeah. Naya walks in and she says something like, uh, you know, I'm as good as friends with Natalia as you are, Rhonda. Yeah. It's like, why does it have to be a competition? Yeah, that's silly. That's just silly. Um, so next up we had, I actually really like this. Yeah, uh, this Bob Rude interview was really good. Bobby Rude was. He showed dimension. Yeah, he said, you know, it's going to be glorious when I pull that money in the bank. Uh, briefcase down. However, tonight against Braun Strowman, uh, I just have to find a way to survive. Mm-hmm. And I really like that. That's like, that's good. He's, he, he seemed resigned to his fate to a certain extent. He's, well, he also said he had to pull all the tricks he, out of his sleeve that he knew. He's been in the business for almost 20 years. Yes. So, which made me think, oh, maybe we're going to get uh, some uh, some hijinks from Bob Roode. It was a really fun match. It was a lot of fun. It was a really fun match. That came next, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Um, I really like this. Bobby Roode uh, pulled the ladder from under the ring. You know, we're doing a lot of money in the bank type situations here. He sets it up from the apron to the barricade and then uh, started, you know. Running the, the, around the ring. Running yeah. around the ring. Braun gave chase. Bobby Roode slid under the ladder. And then, you know, Braun, obviously, is not going to go sliding under the ladder, nor is he going to jump it. And so uh, Bob Roode was saying, come on, big boy, come on, come at me. And then Braun Strowman, of course, just double axe handles. Or no, he just, like, throws his hands down yeah. and snaps the ladder The ladder in half. got those hands. The ladder got the hands. Um, crowd, during a lot of the match, was chanting, get these hands. Oh, yeah. He's supremely over. He should be oh, facing yes. the company. Yes, he should. Um and so uh, Bob Rude's reaction oh, to that sold was it wonderfully. amazing, fantastic. He like it was like when Kirk when Kirk's son got killed, and he heard that you know Captain Kirk David is dead, and then he like Klingon bastards, and he just sort of you know tried to sit in his chair, but he fell. Yeah, that's what Bob Rude did last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. everything comes back to Star Trek for me, dude. Sorry, big old nerd. Um, so uh, yeah, anyways, uh, Bob Rude then tried to run away, tripped. Uh, and then the monster, you know, took him, put him in the ring. Power slam, one, two, three, Braun wins. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that, I think, brings Bobby Roode up in our power rankings for well, Money in the while Bank. Well, you mentioned that. Possible Money in the Let's Bank winners. Let's do that right now. Oh, the whiteboard's over there. And I think I left the dry erase markers at That's home. fine. I'll just make note of it here. I'll bring him tomorrow. There we go. And we'll be ready. So, uh, for sure, uh, Finn Balor's not winning. Because he climbed the ladder. We got all of his good money in the bank stuff. Last night. Last night. Samoa Joe is not winning because he pulled the briefcase from uh, on SmackDown last week. Yeah. So they're for sure not winning. Right. Um, who else we got? Braun, Miz, Rusev, Bob Roode, Kevin Owens, and a member of the New Day. I feel like the Miz has to be one or two. What, how, what confirmed matches are happening on SmackDown tonight? As far as I know, they only have the, the there's a contract signing between yeah. Nakamura and Styles, and then yeah. there's a segment between Asuka and Carmella. Okay. All I right. can look on WWE.com and see what they have for a preview. SmackDown preview on the way. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Maybe we can figure out who's going to climb the ladder and tonight, yeah. tonight and hoist that thing. Because it's probably like if it follows suit, it's probably going to be a face tonight that does it. Why is this on Tumblr? What the what the heck is that? What was that? That was weird. That was really weird. Here you go. Uh, oh, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. That's been okay. announced. And That's then, not... oh, the so six-person yeah. uh, tag match. All right. Hmm. So, no singles men's matches announced. Anyways, we don't need that. Yeah. I feel like The Miz has to be one or two, though, in terms of uh, topping the power rankings. That'd be something else, man. That'd be, that'd be good. 
I could see that. We've, we've heard for a while now they want to give him a push. That's a great yeah. way to do it. I'm going to put Miz number one. Because, man, I really think they're going to they're gonna do this Miz Daniel Bryan thing over the title. They could. I get the feeling they're going to do that. Probably um, like post-SummerSlam. Braun number two. Series. Yeah. I kind of feel like New Day member might be three, especially if it ends up being Big E. Yeah. And then I'll say Bob Roode. Yeah. And then Rusev. No, I'll put Kevin Owens above Bob Roode. Really? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Kevin Owens would be money with that thing. Yeah, no. He's he both he and the Miz like fit the money in the bank Perfectly. winner template. Absolutely perfectly. perfectly, yeah. Bob Rude and then Rusev. There you go. There we go. So one Miz, two Braun, three uh You know what's funny New though? Day. Even though Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, see here's what I would do on the whiteboard. Rusev would be my number eight. I think he is far and away like the last guy. Here's the, okay, here's here's my thing. I'll put it this way. Vince McMahon could still wake up between now and Money in the Bank and decide he wants to pull the trigger on Finn Balor or Samoa Joe. That oh, yeah. could still happen. That could still happen, I know. He will never wake up between now and Money in the Bank and decide to pull the trigger on Rusev. Never will never would happen. Yeah, probably won't happen. He might now we've heard rumors that he's souring on Bob Roode. Um but I, I, I'll believe that when I really see it. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't know. But no, I think Rusev is so far down the list. Like there's eight. I mean, eight, he is. He's six. There's eight participants. Of all the people who have yet to climb a ladder during a segment on Raw or SmackDown, he's the bottom of that list. There are eight participants. I'd put him at number 10. That's how low he is in I my know, I feel like Finn is guaranteed not to win that. He had literally had his money in the bank moment last night on Raw. He did. You're absolutely right. However, Vince, I think, is still probably intrigued by him. I think that there's the possibility that he could wake up and say, I, I don't think there's any universe where Vince McMahon would be like, oh, yeah, have Rusev win it. I think there's still a universe where Finn Balor might do it. If he saw if he saw the reaction to that last night, because it was a pretty good reaction, if he liked what he saw, he could still pull the trigger on it. I just don't think it's in the plans now right I wanna, now. Now I don't know what the algorithm, the math is for a uh, lead up to somebody in the bank, people who have gone up the ladder, pulled the briefcase off. Have anybody, any of those people won? Last year, Nakamura did it, I think, on the go-home show, and Corbin won. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, generally speaking, if prior to the bank, if you get your hands on that briefcase, you're probably right. You don't win. You probably don't want to climb that ladder and no, touch that briefcase before money in the bank. As far away from it as possible. You're probably right. Uh, next up, we had a Kevin Owens interview where he said the word, the, the phrase too sweet like a million times. It's a, too sweet. What does it even mean? Because this was the first time in WWE for the well, main on the main roster. On main roster. That we got right. Owens that's versus right, Finn right. Balor. They, they had uh, a couple matches in NXT. That's right. Uh, next up. Did they ever fight? Did Frugal Devitt, did Prince Devitt and Kevin Steen ever fight? Wouldn't surprise me. Maybe. Maybe. I know Ring of Honor and New Japan have been doing crossover shows mm-hmm. for a while because Owens and Nakabura have wrestled. I'm going to put in um, Kevin Owens Kevin versus, Steen versus Prince yes, Devitt. Sorry, thank you, Kevin Steen. And if the first video we see is a 2K18 or 2K17 recreation, then it's probably no. 2K14, great. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, Fergal Devitt from years from ages ago. Well, I don't see it. I, don't I mean, see it, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Anyways, 
next up, uh, yeah, so Kevin oh, yeah. Owens talked about him and uh, Finn Balor. Uh, next, the aforementioned uh, Ronda Natalia backstage segment with Ronda, oh, sorry, with Nia Jax in the trainers area. Mm-hmm. Um, Natalia was getting her knee iced. Yeah, we already talked about. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a. How you doing over there? What's this going thing on? came off. Yeah, it's bothering me. I'm trying to get it back. Do you want me to help? No. I can do it. I know exactly how to do so it. I know how to do it too, but it's just not. Don't think you do. Next up, we had an in-ring interview with uh, Woken Matt and Bray Wyatt. They're, the odds of them retaining their titles are kind of sinking for me. They're going down a bit. The, the, they're not doing anything. Well, they're not doing anything. That's true. But this B-team thing just feels like Fashion Police 2.0. You think they're going to get to the precipice and not hit it? I don't know, man. The Fashion Police didn't get this hot this quick. With this amount of momentum. They it was a slow burn, man. Pretty hot pretty quick. They just milked it for a while. It was a slow burn. It took like three episodes of Fashion Files something to get super over. Yeah. And it's been pretty much three weeks for the for B team. But also during the problem is you're right. However, I will say this the Usos and New Day were hot in a hot feud mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. The Wyatts are the broken, whatever their freaking names are. The leaders of the world. They are doing nothing right now. Yeah, they're not doing anything. They're not even interesting. I mean, granted, they might be waiting for the B team to, to, you know, but man, they are doing nothing. Yeah, They've not done nothing with yeah, them yeah. besides just put the titles on them. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd love to see a protracted feud between them, though. B team showing up at the Wyatt compound and the Hardy yeah, compound. Yeah, uh, Matt T, something like that. Another. Uh, I'd love that. Tag great. team apocalypto. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, in any event, they were, uh, of course, previewing. The uh, tag team battle royal, which happened right afterwards. Mm-hmm. We had uh, this was um, it was kind of I was I kind of felt did you did you like think from the get that B team was going to win this? I felt it was going to go to Dolphin Drew. I thought they were going to pull the trigger on that. Sooner. They should have. Yeah, I know. I was like, really? They that quickly? Instead, they're eliminated. Well, Dolph, they they see the rules for these tag team battle royals change a lot. Sometimes Didn't it used to be like the entire both team members had to be, had eliminated? To be eliminated. Yeah, yeah right. And now once one. I mean, they did that to cover for Dolph and Drew, obviously. Once mm-hmm. one member of the team is eliminated, the entire team is eliminated. Mm-hmm. So the very first elimination, like Dolph does his usual thing where he's nearly eliminated like 10 times. Mm-hmm. is finally eliminated by Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Drew proceeds to destroy everybody. Yeah, that was awesome. That yeah, was cool. Yeah. But if you're going to have, unless this is, they're planting the seeds for their 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 uh, breakup already they seem pretty unified after they got eliminated yeah then what's the really really the point like you still could have had this match without them involved you you don't have to replace them with another team at all yeah just don't have them involved unless there's a storyline that you're starting to tell yeah i don't know i don't know because the tag division isn't deep enough for them to do anything with anybody else beyond the champions Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, but I mean, authors I, of pain weren't even in, involved in the show. Where are authors of pain? Probably on main event again. Oh man, are they just going in everybody's locker and peeing in there or something? What's going on with them? I don't are they get just it. like hated now? I don't get it. Wow, man, or do they just want to keep them separate from like the largely comedic element that we have going on? That I mean, might be. I mean, this this battle royal really showed the the lack of depth in the raw tag division. Yeah, man, you had Heater, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino. They were the last ones eliminated. And it, it was interesting, like a passing of the torch moment. It was, no, it totally was. Comedy team to comedy team. Yeah, it totally was. And they had the titles. Mm-hmm. Because, no, and they got hot quick. Yeah. But also, it was more than like three weeks. That storyline played out. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, B-team ended up winning on mm-hmm. like a fluke. 
type deal where Heath Slater had one of the B team members up Probably. in the, I think Bo. Okay. In a body slam position, swung around. Rhino was on the apron. Because of that, Rhino got knocked off the apron. Yeah. He uh, he Slater and Rhino eliminated B team wins. Yeah. And then they celebrate. Poor, it wasn't really a satisfying victory. Poor revival. They don't even get the opportunity. I know. They don't even get the opportunity to be a comedy act. I know. Wow. Hey, I was wrong on that one. I said just give it time. See, you know, they're they're not buried at the Raw twenty five. They're not buried now. Well, they are now. Yeah, pretty much. They are buried. Which is a bummer. Buried. Wow. Make me putting on five star matches. Yep. Yep. Imagine they let them do what they do against the likes of uh, Dolph and Drew. Can we skip? It'd be incredible. This Bobby Lashley, Sami oh, Zayn gosh. stuff, and go straight to the weird dueling interviews. <laughs> Wasn't the interview with Ginger and Roman? How weird? did they know what the other person was saying? How did they know what they were saying, dude? That was the weirdest. That was so weird. I can only suspend disbelief so much. I know. I was like, that's so weird. Let's talk about this Bobby Lashley thing. It was terrible. Number one, why did Bobby Lashley have a brand new out-of-the-box <laughs> generic baseball cap with no logo on it? Wasn't that weird? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of weird going on. It was like somebody, it was like the the, the creator wrestler clothing attire thing was on yeah. random. Yeah. Completely random. Yeah. No logo on the hat. No. That was weird. Larson, why is it? Impact Wrestling. Got it right. Got it exactly right. And compelling with Bobby Lashley. This wasn't, so this didn't have the controversy. You could call it that maybe. That some people felt the uh, the men and uh, the men and women's outfits controversy the Lashley sisters segment had instead it was just boring and cringeworthy and ended on a like ended on a downer of a note yeah Sami Zayn so Sami's like so what happens is, is Lashley comes down the ring he calls out uh, Sami Zayn Sami Zayn's uh, Titantron hits music plays hold on back up back up one second what this is what this is what confused the crap out of me in the first place. What happened last week? Sami Zayn came out to like apologize. Yeah. And they settled everything and they ended up saying, okay, we're going to go to Money in the Bank and settle this. Yeah. Then, That's it. And then, well, no, Bob Lashley crushed Sami Zayn's hand. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's odd thing. Yeah. Nothing. There was nothing else to respond to. Not really. And so, yeah. So Lashley comes out. Says, Sami Zayn, come out here. Instead of uh, coming down when his music played, Sami uh, comes in through the crowd. Yeah. And then says, Bobby, you're a fraud. Here, I'll pull up your, your Instagram, Instagram account. Yeah. So he shows two or three stills from Bobby's Instagram account, which is like inspirational, inspirational quotes. Inspirational quotes, yeah. And so Sammy said he used one of his other secret accounts, a burner account, essentially, um, to send uh, Bobby Lashley a message. Yeah. And Bo- in, in response, Bobby Lashley, in kayfabe, sent him a link to the Bobby Lashley uh, fan club. Right, yeah. Which the the card he came up was so obviously designed by someone in WWE's design department. I know. Had all yeah. the hallmarks of something it, coming yeah, up from that design department. Anyway. <laughs> and so he says, so like, where's the genuine response, essentially? That's what Sami Zayn's yeah. point was. Like, you're a fraud. You, you claim to be, you know, like, uh, approachable. And yet when I approach you, you sent me, you know, like a copy and paste response. Mm-hmm. Trying to get money from me. I can't believe we're talking about this right now. I know. Like I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm like, this is, this is doubly, this is twice as stupid as I thought it was last night. Listening to you describe it. And at no point did Lashley in his, his retort say, this is obviously something you made up in Photoshop at home. Right. Right. Like he, the closest he got to denying the whole thing was 
you, you know, you're coming out here and doing all this at the expense of, of, of my reputation or something like that. Yeah. But at, like, it's obviously just like some crap Photoshop deal. Here's just a, like laugh at yeah. say, did, what You took five minutes in Photoshop to yeah. do this garbage. Yeah. This obviously isn't. This is terrible. This obviously isn't real. Yeah. He didn't do that. Yeah. It's like the scripting of it was, was like they didn't hit any of the necessary beats to even make it have it make sense. And here, here's, the, here's the, my biggest problem with this entire thing because it gets worse. My biggest problem with this entire thing is I have seen a very personable, charming, compelling Bobby Lashley. He was in Impact Wrestling. It was less than a year ago. And my Twitter feed is just chock full of people, friendos who, who weren't witness to that, saying, man, Lashley has the personality of a doorbell, you know, or a doorknob, whatever. Yeah. All sorts of different metaphors for inanimate objects. And watching this, I agree. But I know for a fact that it's not him because I've seen more from him. When he's given good material, you can see his personality mm -hmm. and it shines through. Mm-hmm. And this is not, this is doing him such a disservice and the company such a disservice because they can make a lot of money off the yeah, guy yeah. and instead they're giving him this. So anyway, Sammy's in the crowd and he uh, basically ends with saying, you know, you're a big liar. Everything about you is a lie. And is your army service, is that even real? And then everybody, uh, the crowd starts chanting USA for some reason. I'm not sure why that would spur. I mean, I get it. You mentioned military crowd starts chanting USA. But I think it was Corey Graves or Michael Cole. Somebody steps in. Maybe it was Otunga says, you know, his military service record is legit. He did serve, et cetera, et cetera. But it just, it, it stepped into this territory that just, for, for how stupid this entire angle has been, especially with two guys that have such an immense amount of talent mm -hmm. to be doing such a lousy job booking them creatively and doing this angle to then drift into questioning the guy's military service. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's so bad. And it's like it didn't even have the car wreck appeal of the Lashley sister segment. It was just a bunch of words that were really poorly written. Yeah. Just really, really bad writing here. Yeah. So I don't know. It was it was a big like when I, I was like, God, that was such a and then he had the hat that didn't have a logo on it. That was weird. I don't know why that I don't know. I, just, I was like, what is that hat he's wearing? And that's I mean, I wish that was the worst thing about it because then we can sit here and laugh about it. Yeah, that that's like thirty seconds maybe. But yeah, now exactly. we just spent five minutes dissecting a horrible segment. Right. Exactly. Speaking of weird segments, uh, so next, Jinder Mahal was being interviewed by uh, Charlie Crusoe, I believe. This was amazing. Um, and then, you know, he gave, he's saying, you know, Roman Reigns is given every opportunity. He has these conspiracies in mind, but that's not true. He's given everything, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, Charlie says, well, let's get Roman's response. Cut to Roman and Renee Young. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and hold on. What? Hold on, hold what? on, hold on. Renee Young kind of fills him in on what. What? When do they do that ever? Never. What? Never. Unless it's like a set up split screen interview. Anyways, uh, Renee Young kind of briefly fills in Roman on what Jinder said. Yeah. And Jinder, and then Roman responds. So this, hold on. In terms of the technology of how communication happens, made a little bit of sense. Because you got to yeah, assume sure, Renee sure. Young yeah, has an yeah, earpiece. Yeah. She can hear what's going on. Roman, on the other hand, has no idea what Jinder does say. <laughs> so up to that point, I was like, this is a weird structural thing they're doing. It's different. Okay. But then from that point on, it was like Jinder and Roman Reigns were talking to each other. They could hear what they were saying while, because we saw later on, 
they were a great distance apart, probably in separate rooms. Yes. They weren't hearing a word of the other person yes. was saying. And yet they were responding to each other like they were right next to each other. Come on, man. Like, we're, this, it was so... How do, it was so awkward and strange. Like, what? It's like, how can they, how is this? It's not possible. It's just not possible. And here, okay, so here's the it's, thing. It's really the thing. Hey, look, these guys are reading from a script. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right. Here's the thing. So like you and I and people who, look, there are people out there, my wife, for example, she has told me that now, after being married to me for whatever, six years, being together for almost 10, um, <sighs> she picks apart when we're watching TV, she'll get like, okay. So for example, we've been watching the shield lately. Right. And, uh, I think that the shield was originally shot for four, three. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think. And I say that because, um, like it started in 2002. There was one shot I caught the other day of, it was like a long shot. It's sort of a moving shot of two of the characters walking like on this, uh, construction site. And you see like full as day on the right hand of the screen, uh, addition like another camera crew like moving with them and it was not even hidden hmm. it was like just plain I was like I wonder if they used to crop it or something and maybe that was yeah it. yeah but in any event uh, Lacey always talks about how whenever she watches movies and TV shows because I always pick apart that stuff the technology aspect of things she's always she does the same thing now she's like oh I wonder how they shot this particular thing or what had to go on on the set and so for people who kind of give a crap about that production aspect of things that's exactly right. You know, mm-hmm. like we point out why he can't hear him. Yeah. So why is he responding to him? As but the, the problem yeah. is it's unnerving for, I would imagine for even people who don't really care about that stuff simply because it's not, it's not an interview setup that naturally we get because they don't do that. They just don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. So it just takes you out of the show. It's like all of a sudden, wait, why is he able to hear Like, that's just weird. Yeah. Like it just takes people out of it. Even if yeah. you're not paying attention to the fact that they're not wearing earpieces, they can't hear the interview. Yeah. It's so silly. And like weird. you said, the worst part about it is that it just draws attention to the fact that these guys are reading from a damn script. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so bad. So it concludes with rain saying, uh, okay, I'm going to find you gender and I'm gonna beat you up. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the camera follows as he exits the space he is in mm-hmm. walks for a good, I don't know, 20, 25 seconds and yeah. meets gender and, you know, kind of this part of the arena, yeah, backstage area. Uh, uh, Jinder throws Sunil into Roman. That always kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, when he does that. and then they fight. Yeah, and it's broken up. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Yeah, it's just bad writing. Yeah, it really is, man. It really is. I don't know why they're trying, like, finding new ways to be like. I don't know. It's just odd. Anyways, next up we had a thrown together match: Alexa Bliss, Sasha, Sasha Banks, and Ember Moon versus the Riot Squad. A heel and two faces. Yeah, when Alexa Bliss came out, I was like, okay, cool. And then Sasha Banks comes down and her partner. I was like, what? Are we considering Sasha healed now? Is that no, happening? Ember Moon and then Ember Moon the comes ring. down. I'm like, oh, no, she's a face. But within 30 seconds, uh, Alexa had, had, had found a way to get herself out of the match. Yeah. That felt like she faked a knee injury when she sold it as a real knee injury. Yeah. But she sell, sells a leg injury, walks out of the ring. So it's a three-on-two match now. Right. And then, I don't know, towards the end, um, of course, Riot Squad has the upper hand for the most part because they have numbers advantage. Um, but then at a certain point, Bailey just comes on out, runs down, stands in the uh, the the faces corner, gets mm-hmm. the hot tag. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in a sense to replace Alexa Bliss. Bailey to belly on uh, Liv Morgan gets yeah. the pin. Yeah, match is over. Yeah, 
they celebrate like they won. Referee right. John Cone yeah. ca- counts the pinfall. Counts the pinfall. Calls for the, the, the bell to be rung. It's, in his mind, an official match. Yeah. What do we always hear? Referee's, Referee's decision, decision stands. stands. Yeah. So anyways, we go backstage. Uh, Constable Corbin and Kurt Angle are watching on a TV screen what is right. going down. Yeah. And Constable Corbin says, no, Bailey's not... <laughs> A legal player in the, the, the match. The voice of reason. Yeah. The voice so of reason. This, this, they didn't win. Yeah. And essentially, you got to go tell them their win doesn't count. You need to go tell them that their win doesn't count. Or do you want to go straight? Or me to go straight? Stephanie, what do you want to do now? You better tell me, Kurt man. Angle, tell me that. What so do, uh, what Kurt do? says, all right, and leaves the office. Yeah, he goes And away. then we see uh, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, and Bailey backstage. Ember... She wants to celebrate, but first she wants uh, Sasha and Bailey to hug it out because Bailey made the save. Right as they're about to do so, Kurt walks up, says, "All right, Bailey, you were illegal." So afraid I've got some bad news. Wind doesn't stand. Yeah, and then uh, Sasha looks to Bailey and is like, and walks off. So instead of uh, instead of having a reason to celebrate that Bailey came down, had her back, helped them win. Uh, just because they didn't win. In a completely meaningless match. Yes, just because they didn't win. Yeah. Then now they still can't make up. It's ridiculous. Dude, Larson, why are we not getting, like, every Raw for an extended period of time, like a main event, Sasha versus Bailey? You know they can bring the house down. Best of seven, man. You know they can bring the house down. I know. Right? I know. And instead they're doing this weird... Like drawn out, drawn out, in and out, but not, not really declaring any extra heat to any oh. of it by drawing it out. This might be my favorite moment of the night, though. We had this poorly mic bit where Constable Corbin <laughs> this was great. goes up to John Cone, the referee great. of the match, yeah. and it says, It's not that hard of a job. <laughs> yeah, and he he's says, like, Not everybody's cut out for this line of work. Yeah, but he's you're right, he's poorly mic so it's like, This isn't. Yeah, so I don't know if it was supposed to be mic better or not mic'd at all. I think it was supposed to be like the barrel. No, I think it was supposed to be like, like there's supposed to be background extras, but maybe Corbin just doesn't really, he can't quite wrap his head but around there was not no, talking. But usually they'll do that stuff where, you know, they'll have someone walking backstage or kind mm-hmm. of act like they're talking to each other, but the commentary team will talk over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't talk over anything. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. So it was confusing whether it was just really poorly mic'd. Yeah. Or someone missed their cue in on right. commentary if we talk over it. <laughs> right, yeah. Again, a really weird episode of Raw. <laughs> but it was just funny hearing Corbin berate. <laughs> With a smile on his John, face. I know, John yeah. Cohn, yeah. about how uh, inept he was at yeah. doing his job. You know, it's really not that hard a job. You could, you know, it's, it's not A lot of work's not cut out for everybody. Not cut out for every. How long has John Cohn been doing this? Like forever? Yeah, probably a very not long cut time. Cut out for everybody. But, I mean, he had a good point. I don't know why he didn't be like, hey, what are you doing here? Anyways, uh, next up, we had the big show with um, Team Texas. This is like a Special Olympics thing. Yeah. Okay. That was good. Yeah. That was very heartwarming. Yes. I like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, next up, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. Larson, main event time. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. This can main event any pay-per-view. Oh, my God. This should be able to main event any pay-per-view. And we got a, a DQ finish. It was a decent match, but then a DQ finish. So, so Kevin Owens uh, is prone. Finn is scaling the top rope to go for a coup de gras. Right. Uh, Kevin Owens knocks him off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, Finn's in the tree of woe. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Owens has the upper hand. Yeah. After a pretty decent back and forth. So it's not like he's getting squashed. Yeah. So Kevin Owens starts dropping boots 
on Finn while in the trio woe. Finn gets out of the trio woe, slumps in the corner. Uh, Kevin Owens continues to just kick him. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't uh, recognize the referee's five count. Because of that, he is disqualified. What is the motivation for Kevin Owens to continually stomp Finn Balor when he uh, has the upper hand of the match? Yeah. Um, why? Just I why? I don't know. I don't get the motivation behind it. I don't know. So he's DQ'd. Match is thrown out. Owens goes to the top rope, hits a frog splash on Finn, goes out to the ring or outside the ring, pulls a ladder from underneath, puts it in the ring, sets it up, scales the the ladder, mimicking kind of his Hell in the Cell match with Shane. We went to the top of the cell, and mm-hmm. was afraid to do the frog splash. Mm-hmm. He goes to like the second rung, second to the top rung on the ladder, acts like he's too scared to do a frog splash off yeah. it, goes down halfway, same, goes down basically the second rung. Yeah. Before Finn pulls him off. And then Finn goes to the second to the top run, hits a coup de gras yeah. on Kevin Owens, which Cool spot. Yeah, it was great. Goes back up the ladder, gets the briefcase, guaranteeing the fact that he will not win Money in the Bank. You're probably right. You're probably That's right. That's his Money in the Bank moment. Unfortunately, it's not actually at Money in the Bank. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man, because we were just talking about that last week, saying, hey, how cool it would be you know, to see Finn Balor do a coup de gras off the top of the ladder, or at least the second rung. And he did it. On Raw. But it was on Raw, so you're probably not going to see it at Money in the Bank. No. Or if we do, it's not going to matter. He's not going to win. I still say his odds are better than Rusev. I still say Vince can still wake up and pull the trigger on Finn or Smoke. I understand your point, but I don't think it's going to happen. More than I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't think it's going to happen either. But I give him better odds than Rusev. Uh, Let's see here. All right, let's answer some questions. All right, how about we do that? Yeah, let's answer questions. This thrilling episode of Raw. Oh my goodness! Just it was too much to. It was too much to take in. Maybe that we were just overwhelmed by that the brilliance could be. of it. That could be. Uh, Nemo, I might. It might just be me, but do you think the iPhone promos are not done on phones? Last week, Mickey let go on the phone before the video. <laughs> I noticed this too. The video, <laughs> ended, and they all seem to be stable and uh, to be actually handheld. The yeah. best. No, the the best. Colognes one. Yeah. The best was what? Were they both in the shot, or was it just Primo or Epico or whatever? Anyways, one of them Cologne dudes, or both of them, whatever. They did one. And the the quality was crystal clear, and his hand was see if he was like this, he was like this, making it look like. But then, like his hand starts to drift into it, and the camera doesn't move. Right, it was great. I know. Oh, that I've was noticed awesome. some of them that the picture quality is far too good to be a self facing iPhone camera. Some of them are obvious. Like at that point, just don't even. Look, man, it doesn't matter if it's on the iPhone or not. If it's on the iPhone and it's a compelling promo, then run it. If you don't have an iPhone that, that works or whatever the reason why the Colognes or, or Mickey James. You know, better visual quality. Then don't have them. Hold, you look like an idiot doing yeah, this because it's, it's not going to. That's so dumb. It is dumb. That's It's like, we know, man. Don't draw attention to the. Mm. I mean, that's all they're, what they're doing. They're making it meta, but in all the wrong ways. <laughs> Let's make it see like these guys are obviously reading from scripts. They're booking their yeah, Andy Warhol. Uh unretired Dwayne Nix. Two uh sorry. I'm reading the number of likes it got for some reason. Um with rumors swirling around stating it was like doing super chats. <laughs> two, two likes. I know. Dwayne Nix, two likes. Um with rumors swirling around stating that Seth Rollins might possibly be an exponent for Brock Lesnar SummerSlam. Do we see Rollins losing the Intercontinental title at Money in the Bank? Uh, not Money in the Bank, no. I don't see Elias picking up that belt. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really thought about it. However, um, I would only want Seth to be in the match against Lesnar at SummerSlam if he were to win it. Otherwise, not interested. 
Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I don't want to see any wrestler I actually like take on Lesnar unless they're going to defeat Lesnar. Who else? Oh, Kevin Owens. Oh, boy, that's going to be something else. If Rollins beats Lesnar and then Kevin Owens comes out with the Money in the Bank briefcase, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, wait. Uh, speaking of Money in the Bank, we're going to do our predictions ne- next week. Yeah, yeah. It's a week from this upcoming Sunday. I'm trying to think what titles Raw Women's Championship could change hands. Yeah. SmackDown uh, Championship could, but I, I that might be a Money in the Bank cash in. Um, you have Styles versus Nakamura. That title could change hands. That could change hands. Um, like the SmackDown tag titles, they're not changing hands. Is the United States Championship up? Mm, Probably will be in the no. pre-show. Probably be in the pre-show. Maybe. But Seth then Rollins. I don't really see a title changing hands in the pre-show. I see, I see too many other titles potentially changing hands over the IC title. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Because I could see the Raw Women's, the SmackDown, the WWE Championship, rather. Oh, you have Asuka versus Carmella. That title could change hands, too. That could change hands in a couple different ways because of that Money in the Bank mm-hmm. briefcase. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Alex Foster. If not Baron, who should Hawkins beat to end the streak? It's Baron. It's got to be Baron. Or Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, Brock Lesnar. Uh... The flatulence of gastric execution, wet fart. New patron here. The non-news episode with real ones rap video finally made me a patron. Who would win in a shoot fight, Luchando or Steve? Oh, so Luchando is uh, physically he's kind of a mess, but I think he's still in better shape than me. I'd probably give it to Luchando. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah, he would have the quickness advantage. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, could, I would probably give it to Luchando. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I could I could absorb some shots. Maybe. And then just lock him in some. I'm like, a, I'm like fighting a bear, you know. All right. <laughs> like if it was between you and me, it'd be me. Well, I don't Completely know. and totally. I don't know, man. Like no, so like the the order pecking order is Luchando possibly number one. More like Luchando <laughs> and me tied, and then you. Uh, Bronze grappling hook. What would Luchando's ceiling be in WWE? Something like Kurt Hawkins, probably. Um, and he says, "I want a Luchando. I'm known to struggle T-shirt." Um, that's a great idea. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. He'd have to be on the show more for us to do that. I think he's he's left already left a fantastic impression. Uh, let's see. We have some new uh, patron questions here. Uh, J.C. Zephyr. Um, I remember back in the early days of Money in the Bank, there were winners who decorated their briefcases with their logos. Remember RVD? He had his airbrush. Yeah. Remember uh, Damien Sandow? Oh, I love that one. The leather, uh, leather briefcase. Yeah. He says, would it be great for that concept to return for the superstars of today? Yes. I think they should always do that. Carmella's should be all decked out. Yeah. Or when she had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Carmella's title should be decked out with her kind of. Aesthetic. I know. I, I I loved it when Naomi had all the uh, the LED great. lights. I know and stuff it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So if say if Braun wins Money of the Bank, how should he deck it out? I feel like Braun isn't really Braun's not really the kind of guy who would personalize. He just his put, stuff. He just personalize it with dents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he would just throw it around. He'd treat it like yeah, Naito yeah. tree the ice. Uh, Finn Balor, I think he should decorate it like his real rock and roller jacket in uh, New Japan. LEDs. LEDs. Good. I like uh, that. The Miz. Um, 
Well, no, with Finn Balor, it would be money in the Balor Club logo oh, bank. There you go. <laughs> uh, the Miz. Rusev's easy. He'll put Happy Rusev Day on it. Yeah, of course. Broad Brood will say glorious. Yeah. Kevin Owens. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I feel like he would just do like he just wouldn't. Yeah, I feel the same. He, same he, with Samoa he, he Joe. He would think he would think that it's stupid. Same with Samoa Joe. Yeah, and the new day is pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, oh, what a great question <coughs> this is! Another first time Patreon question. Uh, Ali W. Ottawa's finest friendo. If I was a fan, I would have been pissed. Like in in attendance. I would have been pissed off that I didn't get tacos. Mm -hmm. With that said, do you guys like soft or hard shell tacos oh, more? Question. He says he's more of a soft taco shell lover. Um, Depends on my mood. I like them both. Yeah, I can't give a definitive answer. It also depends what's inside. I feel like if you're doing like a traditional ground beef mm -hmm. or a ground turkey, mm -hmm. hard shell. Okay. Pretty much anything else soft. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's a well thought out answer right there. Yeah. Um, I would say this. I think I enjoy soft more than hard. I feel like you can get more in a soft shell taco. I think so too. You just want to make sure you have like sturdy tortillas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. No flimsy ones. No flimsy ones, man. Tommy T. Hey, friend. Knows which veteran or former worker in the business, by your estimation, has the least valuable opinion on modern wrestling? Oh, man. Well, Rip Rogers didn't. He was a guy that started the whole uh, yeah, thing that led to thing. the dive thing. Yeah, the dive thing. Yeah, I feel like as and here's the thing: I don't begrudge anybody for having a wrestling opinion that I disagree with. I personally really, really find I find Jim Cornette very entertaining, um, and I think although I don't come close to agreeing with his philosophies. I mean, he just has a really old school mm -hmm. philosophy on wrestling. You know, he's been, he, he's been in the industry for a very long time. He's been a part of some great successes in the industry. And that obviously is going to inform how he feels the industry should be. I don't agree with a lot of what he says. I, anybody who considers Kenny Omega, anything but a, an amazing wrestler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. Yeah. That being said, I respect the guy's opinion because he's been in it. Um, so I would say Jim Cornette. I don't. I don't. I don't agree with pretty much with a lot of his opinions on wrestling. So all right, that'll be mine. Uh, Barry say Finn Balor's demon is like venom and can infect another per person. What superstar would you want it to take a hold of? Sorry, should it go without saying that Vince Russo as well? Oh yeah, <laughs> like like not even. I don't respect any of that. So, no. know, I can't even say that I respect his opinion. So I'll just say that. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, say Finn Balor's demon is like venom and can infect another person. What superstar would you want it to take a hold of? Like if Bray was interesting, that could have been cool. Yeah. You know, the idea of Bray Wyatt. I have to, I have to consider him now just the idea of Bray Wyatt because they've just done nothing. The ideal of Bray Wyatt because yeah, there was there an ideal go. that they could have yeah. done with that character. Yeah. And it all goes back to his match against John Cena WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. Right then, we should have known that they had no aspirations to take that character beyond this kind of middling, you know, like cult type leader. Yeah, but never really catapulted him in anything really important. Sure, he held the WWE title for a while, but it was it was it was a forgettable reign. It didn't really mean anything. It was a it was it was an avenue by which a boring face Randy Orton gets yeah. built again. Yeah. 
Um, I think probably also I'd say this. If you want to consider, you know, Spider-Man was the first person to wear the Venom symbiote yeah. costume. Yeah. And then it went to a much larger guy. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Very good. So it should be Braun Strowman. Yeah. That'd be like the then who would be the Who, who would guy. be the carnage? The one that would just, was literally drove insane. Well, the ideal of Dean Ambrose. All right. All right. The Lunatard, Nikki Cross. Yeah, I was gonna say that's who Nikki I was gonna Cross. say. That's Nikki good. Cross. I think that'd be great. Uh, Nick Montenegro. Um, who will win Money in the Bank? A babyface or a heel? I think it. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a heel for the men's match. I still feel like the Miz has to Miz be the or Kevin Owens, perhaps. And then for the women's match, I wouldn't be surprised if a face wins. Yeah, I think it could be just I, because I, the match is so face heavy. Yeah, I know and the odds. The be, odds. Yeah. yeah, the odds suggest that. I'm. I'm gonna go. I, my unless I change it between now and next week, my pick for the women's match is probably gonna be Becky Lynch. But it also, I'm not precluding a possible heel turn for her mm-hmm. when she cashes in. Also, mm-hmm. um, Captain Mega Heel Troll. Uh, with the inconsistencies going on with Nia Jax's character, what angle would you take with her during her feud with Ronda Rousey? So I thought last week, my personal opinion was I felt the road they were trying to take was more along the lines of a UFC build. Um, and so I, I would I would do something like that. I would do like press conferences and stuff like that and training videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would until until Rhonda is really associated with wrestling, with pro wrestling, I would go I would whoever she's facing, I would do more of a UFC type feel to it. So press conferences and training videos, you know, give us the the technicalities of how Nia Jax is going to combat the arm bar. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um um, dangerous sociopath, no way, Jose. This week marked the first time in months I didn't watch Raw, and based on what I've seen since the draft, I think I might be watching SmackDown and the network shows exclusively from now on. If you had to permanently cut one of WWE's weekly shows from your viewing schedule, which one would it be? Well, this is what I thought last night after Raw. I thought, you know what? Let's watch the Hulu version. The Yeah. The, the chore for the week is kind of over because we've got SmackDown, which should be good. Mm-hmm. NXT, 205 Live should be fun. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do on 205 Live. Um, and then we get to watch uh, Dominion. On uh, Friday night. On Friday night, yeah. Saturday morning. So, I don't know. I mean, from WWE's schedule, I mean, I'll put it this way. Because of the position we're in, I would, I would have to say 205 Live would go. I would probably still cut 205 Live. I enjoy watching 205 Live. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. But it is also kind of the least consequential yeah, it is. programming there it is. It is. So. Until they get a Cruiserweight title match on pay-per-views on a regular basis. Yeah. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh. Oh, that's kind of an interesting question. Uh, Ricochet asks... Uh, the best pure heel in WWE of the last 15 years, in his opinion, is Muhammad Hassan. He has returned to wrestling recently. What are the chances that he would get rehired by WWE considering the impact he made in less than a year back when he was hot? Uh, if so, what is the chance that he keeps the same gimmick? 
I would say zero and zero mm-hmm. and zero mm-hmm. and zero. Mm-hmm. If for some, in some way, he were able to completely and totally revamp himself under a new name, a new gimmick, and demonstrate that he is a must-watch wrestler, I could see him being brought back under those circumstances. But I don't believe for a moment that they would want to revisit the Muhammad Hassan character. I don't think that would be the case. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, GM Spud, John Cena only gets three more feuds in WWE. Choose one superstar from Raw, one from SmackDown, and one from NXT he should put over before he retires. Uh, for who now? Cena. Oh, Cena. Who should Cena put over? Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. On SmackDown, Samoa Joe. I think it'd be a great feud. Ultimately, okay, that's a good one. Samoa Joe goes. I like over. that. That's really good. That's really good. On Raw, Braun, I guess. I think Braun or, or Balor could have a high profile. Oh yeah, line. they were kind of setting that up too. Yeah, a few months back, that could have been a good good match. I could like that. That could be really good, especially if they if they go tweener with Balor, which they probably will never do. NXT Adam Cole. <sighs> of course, of course, is Adam Cole. Bebe. Um, all right, so what play-per-view are we doing today? Oh, I was thinking we can do some past uh, Dominions, since Dominions coming up Whoa, this weekend. Oh, all right, all right. Really New challenge Japan, ourselves. Domin, dom, Dominion. Uh, 20, let's see, 2000. Uh, I'll go 2010. All right, 2010 for Steve. I guess. Let me pick my year here. Here. You said 2010? Yeah. I will do 2012. All right, are you ready? What is pay-per-view, Larson? Well, as we quiz each other on the uh, results of previous pay-per-views. How many matches you got? Nine. I have ten. I'll skip the first one. Okay, sounds good. Um, first, six-man tag match between... Uh, man, I don't even know how to pronounce that, <laughs> that faction's name. Um, so the teams are Rocky Romero, Ishii, and Yoshihashi taking on Captain New Japan. Uh, what a... Wataru in it's I N O U E and Yuji Nagata. I'm gonna say the team with Yuji Nagata. Wrong. Chaos one. Rocky Romero, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. This is 2012. Yeah. Weren't they all like young lions back then? No. I guess not. Huh. <coughs> all right. Um. Wait. wait. This is 20. Oh man, come on. Sorry. Dominion. 2010, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I had I had it on my computer, but I don't want you looking at that. Yeah, so that's good. That's a good idea. Good idea. Good good on me. Good there on you. Go. All right, here we go. First match. In six-man tag team action, we've got uh, Taguchi, Super Strong Machine. Who is Super Strong Machine? I feel like, oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, and Tamatanga mm-hmm. versus Akira... El Samurai, and Koji Kanemoto. I'll go with the team with Tamatanga. Wrong. Oh, bummer. They lost. Uh, he next. was a young lion at the time. Oh, okay. I'm joking. I have no idea. Next. Uh, in a, a tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships, team of Taichi and Takamishinoku Suzuki-Goon versus Jushin Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask. 
What is this for? The junior tag straps? Mm-hmm. Who is the champions? Uh, the Nobody. Vic, okay. I'm going to say Suzuki Goon. No. No? No. Who is it? Jushin Liger and who? Tiger Mask. Oh. All right. In six-man tag team action, chaos, including Gato, Izuka, apparently, and uh, Ishii, mm-hmm. versus Kushida, uh, Manabu Nakanishi, oh, Nakanishi mm-hmm. and uh, Mitsu, Mitsuhide Hirasawa. I'll go with chaos. Uh, good. Yes, you win. Uh, next, tag team match, MVP and Shelton Benjamin okay. versus Carl Anderson and Tama Tonga. Oh, man, give me Bullet Club. Wrong, this is before Bullet no! Club. No! What a bummer. Okay. Uh, in a singles match, Muhammad Yone versus uh, Hanma. Tomoaki Hanma. Hanma. Uh, no. Damn. Muhammad, maybe his name is Yone. Uh, uh, next uh, match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship: the challenger Taguchi versus the champion Low Key. Oh, this is 2012 Dominion. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, Taguchi. Nope. No, Low Key kept it. Yep. It was around that time that he pissed them off by wearing that suit. It was around that time they said never come back. Singles match: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Daniel Pewter. Oh, Nakamura. Hey, kid. I'm a computer. Yeah. It was only four minutes, 40 wow. seconds. Uh, next, a uh, match for the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Warning, this is uh, this gets a little weird around here. <laughs> um, uh, Team Chaos, which is Izuka and Yano versus Tenkozy, Tenzan and Kojima. Um, Tenzan and Kojima. No, double count out. Shit. All right. In a singles match, uh, Masato Tanaka versus Hiroki Goto. Tanaka. No. Damn. Um, okay, same teams. They restarted the match. <laughs> All right. Then uh, who did I say the first time? Uh, I don't remember. I think you said chaos. No, I said that it wasn't chaos. Oh, okay. Not chaos. No, it was, uh, no contest. Ah, son of a bitch. Told you got a little weird. Right? All right. Three-way elimination tag team for the IWGP Tag Team All Championships. Right. Uh, no Limit, which All is right. Naito All right. and Takahashi. Yeah. Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, Bad Intentions, uh, which was Giant Bernard and Carl Anderson. Yeah. Uh, versus uh, Seigigun. All right. Which was uh, Wataru Inoue and Yuji Nagata. They came in as champions. Oh, okay. I'll give it to Bad Intentions. Uh, very good. Yes. Uh, next, tag team match Team Chaos, Tanaka and Nakamura versus Hiroki Goto and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, chaos. Yeah. Yes, had a big night. You're on the board. All right, I'm on the board. Uh, hair versus hair match. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus uh, Toru Yano. Oh, Tanahashi had to win that. Yes, correct. Uh, next, a singles match. Minoru Suzuki versus uh, Makabe. 
Um, I have no idea what was going on at the time, uh, but I'll say Suzuki. No. Okay. Singles match for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Togi Makabe came in as champion. He fought uh, Go Shiozaki. I'll say Makabe. Yeah. Very uh, good. Main event, champion Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Tanahashi. Yep. I got two. I got five. I'm glad I actually got those two. Wow. That gave, literally just gave me a headache. Anyways, Hilton, <laughs> or Luchando, can you hit that music for us, please? Why? No, Luchando's not Hilton. Why are you trying to... I mean, Hilton, just, yeah, thanks. Music's playing right now. Oh, there you go. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.